date night. It's date night. And it's my turn for date night. Yeah. I'm not sure I'm really into date night tonight, I have to be honest. I feel like I want to go to sleep rather than sitting watching a film, but I tend to feel like this most date nights. That's nice to know. You don't want to spend any time no, with me and I'm, you'd rather go to sleep. That's... What I'm saying is I, I tend to feel like this at the beginning of a date night, but by the end of it, I'm happy that we've watched the film. Well, I've been waiting for this film for nine months, so... I think, yeah, I don't... You you said for me not to listen to any podcast today, n- mm. not look for any reviews. And I just don't know what... Is it on, like, one of the streaming services or something? Yes. So this is the long-awaited UK premiere of Palm Springs. Oh, that is what I saw on Twitter today that I said to you earlier of someone was saying... Palm, Sp- Palm Springs was on. I didn't use the phrase Palm Springs because I didn't want to annoy you if it was Palm Springs. Yeah. But I had a, I had a moment been, that it was Palm it's Springs. It's been heavily publicised, so that's oh, right, okay. not a problem. I just find it weird that that was one little thing that I saw today. I think anyway. it's, it's very anticipated. I think it was um, the movie Robcast that tweeted about it earlier. Oh, that's... right. Okay, yeah, that's probably, that probably is the <laughs> Hello, yeah, Rob. Hello, right. Rob. Hello. I've been waiting for this film to come out since it debuted in America last July, I think it was. I know nothing about this film. That is a good thing. Right, okay. I know more than I wish to know about this film. Okay. So you lit- you don't know any of the cast? No, no. Oh, wow. No, I know nothing. Oh. And you said to me earlier in the week that it has someone in that I like or something like that. It's someone that I've seen films of or something th- like there that. There is connections to films that you have enjoyed. Right. Okay. Films that you might not necessarily have expected to enjoy anywhere. Okay. That's intriguing. Yeah. Um, I don't really want to say much more about it, so should we go watch it now? Yeah. And then we'll come back at the end and talk about it. Right. See you later, everyone. See what you a, later. What a mystery. <laughs> it's going to be a beautiful wedding. Here you are, standing on the precipice of something so much bigger than anyone here. But always remember, you are not alone. I don't think that we met. I'm Sarah. Niles. Hi. Hi. for Palm Springs. Spoiler alert for Palm Springs. I think this is a film that benefits massively from knowing as little as possible going in. Yes, absolutely. You even got me to close my eyes when, because it's on Amazon Prime in the UK. It's a Hulu original and I've just asked you what Hulu is, which you said you're going to explain on the podcast, (laughs) so that'll be fun. But yeah, when we put it on Amazon Prime here in the UK, I closed my eyes and you said just don't know it don't know the cast don't know anything and i had no idea you know how much fun that was i can imagine oh it was so much fun not just in the context of this film but just generally to not know anything about a film like other date nights that we've done like even when we've done things like rambo for example yeah it wasn't the Rambo I thought it was going to be, as it's called First Blood, isn't it? You yes. were about to pick me up on that, I can see it in your face. Yeah. But, so we've watched like the first Rambo, and it's not the Rambo I thought it was, but I still knew Sylvester Stallone was in it, I still knew there'd be guns and violence and mm. fighty things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I knew nothing about it. If I had just seen 
like Palm Springs, like I had today, earlier on in Twitter. Yeah. I wouldn't have watched this film. Okay. I think this might be one of my favourite films of all time. Wow. And I'm not, I'm not like talking top five or anything like that because there's mm. some precious moments there. Yeah. But I thought that that was just an amazing thing. It ticks all the boxes for me. That's interesting because mm-hmm. obviously, and um, before we go into spoilers, like I'll give, I'll give my initial view. I've been waiting nine months for this to come out, and there is a there was a hell of a lot of hype in it in my mind. I tried to avoid stuff about this film, and I had seen obviously more than you, and I knew things mm-hmm. that I wish I didn't. This is the best film I've seen since once. Yeah, it's it's got that vibe to it, hasn't it? I was also thinking Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which I've not watched since I, I first saw it yeah. so many years ago. But that that feeling, that atmosphere, that that I hate the word vibe, but I'm going to use it. And safety not guaranteed. Yes. Who who directed that? Colin Trevor. Thank you, thank you. I really wanted to go blah blah blah. Safety not guaranteed, <laughs> but I couldn't think of the name. So Colin Trevor was safety not guaranteed, which again I saw many many years ago, and came out of that with this real feeling of warmth and mm. and and something. I think some films just touch you in a particular way, don't they? And they pick up on things that happen in your life. Yeah. And it might not necessarily be the plot line mm. that that relates to you, but the feelings and the emotions. Yeah. I think this is a film that equally touched me and also had me laughing almost uncontrollably where I yes. need to pause the podcast. Yes. Uh, sorry, I need to pause the film <laughs> to uh, just control myself because i was about to miss you were crying it was and then i started crying yeah with laughter yeah because when you were laughing so i was like laughing and then it just went into a a, a circle but the thing and we're not going to spoilers just yet but the thing i was laughing at actually served a purpose for later on in the film yes to lay it references something that they later use later as for an actual plot point in the film and i I think this is a perfect comedy. It's 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 and can can we go into spoilers? Please, can we go into spoilers? Because I feel I need to like talk about it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you had enough warning. Yes. Please watch this. It's on Amazon Prime now. It's it. I yeah. I, I don't think you've. I, I think by what we've said, look, I can't even speak. Yeah. This isn't going to be the most. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. Ever. It's not at all. Um. But yeah, this is the highest recommendation from me, and I'm so glad it's the highest recommendation yeah. from you. And as when I was. When I was watching it, I just thought, this is so up our street. It's yes. unbelievable. We were the people that not only connected over a film like Once, mm. we then went to London to see the theatre production when it first came out. It's yeah. completely our cup of tea. Mm. Um, and they're not even, you know, they're totally different films in totally different settings and everything. But yeah, it's 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 amazing. I mm. think this is a beautiful. I'm going to be thinking about this film for such a long time. Wait, okay, can we go so spoilers? Spoiler. Let's give it two seconds, just to <laughs> one, two. So, I I knew about this when this was reviewed on American podcast. They said no as little about this film going in as possible, and I tried it, and then I saw someone on Twitter going, "Oh, so it's a Groundhog Day movie." Oh. And but that's about as much as I knew, okay. and I was really okay. disappointed. And I obviously, I didn't it. know the structure of this because we've seen Groundhog Day so yeah. many times and other things. We've seen it done in 
uh, Russian Doll recently. Yes, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, And it was quite nice for me to come into it and sort of realise at the start, okay, so we're coming into this. Andy Sandbags, Andy Sandbags coming into this almost at the end of Groundhog Day, where he is able to walk through the dance floor just avoiding mm. people and putting yeah. a chair down for people. Yeah, I, I couldn't understand what he was doing and what was happening. So this film got me right at the beginning when I saw it's the production design is totally up my street. Mm. Even the design of the wedding with the sparkly lights and the way everything's set out. You know me, you married me. Yeah. It's totally playing into my. I love you know twinkly lights like that and all that that mm. whole setup outside. And then the Palm Springs, sort of the the font and everything is so eighties. And then there was a goat, and straight away I was in. <laughs> I was absolutely in. And then I saw Andy Samberg, and well, first of all I saw Lonely Island. Yes. And I thought, oh my god, it's, it's a, that's why you want me to. You were saying it's going to be someone that I I like the stuff they do because you're a big fan of pop star Never oh, Stop Never Stopping. Yeah, I mean, total tin ear for comedy, but the Lonely Island stuff just speaks to me in a way that I don't quite understand and probably need a lot of therapy for. I listen to the Lonely Island songs. You got you got me into it. You you played me the um Michael Bolton This is the Tale of Captain Jack Sparrow. Yes. And that's one of my most played songs on Spotify, <laughs> along with all the other Michael Bolton versions of like the Lonely Island songs. Yeah. I I cannot get enough of it. I think it's so clever. It's really uplifting. Yes. At the same time as being really quite weird and stupid and yes. funny. Yeah. And, and yeah. a bit a bit um inappropriate. Well, a lot inappropriate at yeah. times. And there's a lot of inappropriate stuff in here, but it's so darkly funny. Oh yeah. So, but I've not seen Andy Samberg in a sort of a I'm going to call it a a straight role. Even I've, though I don't really mean that. Do you know what I mean? I, I never have. Mm. Um, I mean, he's done stupid comedies. He's done sort of stuff on Saturday Night Live. Um, I'm sure he must have done, I'm sure he must have done like straight roles before mm. now. And I've probably seen them, but I mean, he's known for Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He's yeah. known for Hot Rod. He's known for and things like that. Um, and I've not seen anything like that at all. Mm, no. Um, I didn't know if he could pull it off. And he he nailed it. He plays such a complex character. Mm. Halfway through, I was thinking. First of all, I thought he might have some kind of drink issue because he has always got a can in his hand, and I thought that might have been one of the plot lines that maybe he was an alcoholic and mm. he was he's now stuck in this loop where he was just drinking all day. Yeah, and you get that sense, don't you, of he's he's been in there for so long that he's lost all sense of who he is or what he mm-hmm. is, but also this feeling of meaningless, that's constantly talking about meaning, not, nothing yeah. Nothing means anything anymore. Mm. And he has Stockholm Syndrome. Mm. Um, I mean, if we go and break to the very end of the film, he doesn't want to leave this. Yeah. And it, it, it is reminiscent of you know, prisoners who can't leave, don't want fear of the outside. Yeah. Like, you know, that's covered in the Shawshank Redemption yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. Um, it, yeah, I'd love how this film has... The fragility it talks about the fragility of life and mm. love for each other, but also has the melodrama of planting a bomb in a wedding cake yes. and then staging a rescue. Oh, so good, so good. Because what else would you do if you found someone who 
was on your wavelength and mm. you were the two people stuck in this day. Yeah. Yes, you would obviously have your... And she comes into it. Who's who's the actress? I don't know who the, the actress who plays... Um, what's her fit? Sarah? Uh, so, Kristen Milotti. Right, okay. She is the eponymous mother in How I Met Your Mother, as featured oh, in a clue, on, in featured a question <laughs> on The Chase yesterday. The Chase. <laughs> um, she, she's brilliant. Yes. Park her to one side at the moment, just while I finish this point that I might have forgotten what I was saying. Um, yeah, so if you've got you've got someone, you come, they obviously you're at different points, but then you meet in the middle at, mm. at a certain point in time. And that's, it's they kind of become like your best mate. What else would you do? But of course you would go and do random dance moves in the pub. Of course you would find out things about other people and go around tricking them. Of, you know, of course yes. you would act out things that you would never get away with mm. in normal life. You you can just do what you want. Yeah. Yeah. There is no consequences. Yeah. So you can go and do a like, song and dance routine yeah. in a biker bar. And it's so intricate as well. The whole idea that, that you know, you're coming into it as an audience member, seeing them pull this bomb out of the wedding cake. But yeah. you then, your mind's taken to, how long did that take during the day yes. to to get that to that point? You We don't see it as the audience. Yeah. But you're then starting to think, right, okay, when in the day did they, where did they get the bomb from? Yeah. Where did they get it in the cake? You, do you know what I mean? But then it pays off. Because they, they obviously have access to C4 yeah. somewhere. doesn't matter where. They don't, mm. the film, and the film doesn't feel the need to show where they get it from. It's just there. It's part of the plot. Fine. Like, there's, there's an ammunitions expert around That's the That's what I was thinking. It might be from him. It might be from there. Mm-hmm. But the film, the film is so... This is such a tight 90-minute yeah. film that they don't feel the need to go showing them, oh, look, we can get some C4 mm-hmm. there. And other films, other lesser films, would 100% do that. This is so confident in its in its structure and its runtime. I dare say there's plenty of plot points which are better explained on the editing room floor. But they've gone for 90 minutes, start to finish. Mm-hmm. We tell a story. We... And, and we're out of there. Yeah, and it's a full story as well. What I really appreciated was we didn't just get the ending and then we're left wondering what... what you, do you know what I mean? I, I want really to know thought, what happens. That's because you like... Yeah, yes, I like you. the ending, yeah. I, re- <clears throat> I really thought that it might just fade to black and then credits roll. But this, yeah, it's just the perfect ending. And obviously, when you see them in the pool at the end, you know that the family's going to come back. And well, I, I didn't. I saw them in the pool at the end, mm. and I think this is what you're, they're leading you to believe anyway, is that, you know, she's saying, what are we going to do now? And you're yeah. just saying, oh, God, they're, they're in that house. They're just stuck. They're just stuck. Mm. That's fine. And maybe that will be the bit, a bittersweet ending. And then when the family arrived, then I thought, oh, this is great. You know, that you can actually can see what's going to happen you know you, you you don't even need to know you don't even need like a montage of them finding life and no. going and buying a house and doing you know do you know what i mean i yeah. thought it might go down that route but that is perfect to me but i think it was trying to pull the wool over our eyes by presenting them in mm. this house with the beers you know in exactly the same clothes that they were wearing yeah before what has what else has um Kristen, is that is that her Kristen name? Milotti. Kristen Milotti. Um, what else has she been in? So she was in the, I think, the first series of Fargo. She was in the USS Callister episode of Black Mirror. Oh, of course she is. That's yes. 
She really reminds me of someone who whose name escapes me, but you might get this from my description. Who plays Velma in the live action version of Scooby Doo? Because she reminds me of that actress. Oh, big um, eyes. Yes, very yes. expressive. Freaks and geeks. That's it. Absolutely. Cannot um, remember her name. Mad Men. Um, Linda Cardinelli. Thank Linda you, Cardinelli. Cardinelli. That's who she sort of mm. reminded me of. The only thing I've so she's in. I think she's got a small role in Wolf of Wall Street as well. Okay. I think she she might play his wife before. I don't know. Why am I even speculating? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So she was. She was the mother in the last two series of How I Met Your Mother, which obviously signalled a point where the show went downhill. I watched How I Met Your Mother all the way through, and I'm probably the one person on in history that actually watched the end, end episode and thought, ah, that's fine for me. Yeah, I was kind of happy with that. But it, it did mark a distinct downturn in the series' quality. But yeah, I mean, she's she does stuff. Um, I think this will be a big launch from her because mm. she she hasn't actually received many nominations for this, but there was certainly talk that she would be in the awards. Yeah, um, well, I think both of them. I really do think it's a really beautiful two-hander. Yeah, Andy Samberg um, got nominated for a Golden Globe for this, okay. and this was yeah. nominated for Best Comedy at the Golden yeah, Globes. Yeah, um, She was the winner of the Breakthrough Performances Actress Award for the Good. Hollywood Critics Association. Um, Critics' Choice Super Awards. I'm not sure what they are. She was the winner in Best Actress in a Science Fiction Stroke Fantasy Movie. Interesting. Spoilers. Mm. Um, and yeah, uh, nominee for Best Screen Couple at the Women's Film Critics Circle Awards. Um, nominee for the Vice Martin Awards at the Utah Film Critics Association Awards. Wow. God, it's amazing what you find when you go down to the bottom of awards in uh, IMDb, isn't it? What I find really interesting as a, as a female character is that she doesn't fall into that trap as a character of someone who is looking for love or who is waiting for someone to come along and give her a big speech. In fact, she's stopping Niles from, 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 she's like, I don't want to hear a big speech, you know. And typically in your romantic comedy, Mm. you would have the woman standing there getting... This, you know, having someone declare their love and being swept off her feet, and yeah, yeah, absolutely. I also love the fact that she's the one that goes and works out what you know. She, of course, it, you know, what would you do if, and, and that's the whole poses the whole um, the film poses this question, doesn't it? Yeah. What would you do if you were stuck in a time loop? Now, he's spending a lot of the time lounging on his pizza lounger thing, which awesome. is amazing, one, one. totally one one. And having sex with lots of different people and experiencing lots of love from many different quarters. She obviously does that in, you know, she does the partying with him at some point. Yeah. But then she actually goes off and she learns and she utilises the fact that you're living that day very much like a a Groundhog Day situation where he's finding bits of information to then do good later Mm. on in in the film. She's talking to... um, quantum Quantum physicists physicists. and really really interesting part of the film and i'm glad the film doesn't hit us over the head too much with 
the physics because I think I might have got lost. I mean, I got lost anyway. I think it was just very simply I done. Mean, everyone would. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, this is top level quantum physics. Yeah. Although the amount of consultants that you saw in the credits mm-hmm. indicates that there must certainly be something behind them. Oh, I'm not sure just, it is. They've not just created a squiggly box. That no, they, I think yeah. this is all just very well done, and I, mm. I, I, I suspect some of the people that we see on the laptop when she's learning about these things. I yes. bet they're real professors. Absolutely, um, yeah. And, and, and scientists that are looking mm. in, into this. So I like the fact that it came along at the end. She then said, you know, here's the theory, let's let's try it. And it, was, it wasn't him, because traditionally in these male-female romantic comedy roles... Yes. The woman doesn't necessarily have as much agency as, as the man. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And it's usually him mm. saying... Oh, I've found a way out. Come with me, rather than the other way around. Yeah. Talk about the cast, mm-hmm. the extended cast. J.K. Simmons, amazing. Amazing. I mean, always amazing. Yeah. Peter but Gallagher. Still. Peter Gallagher. Peter Gallagher. What? Oh, when I saw him <laughs> in the kitchen getting ready for the wedding, I was like, "Oh my god, he's he's one of my. He's such a." If there's something about that twinkle in the eye, isn't there, where you know there's going to be something that happens during the film. Yeah. Yeah, and, and indeed there is. And the, the the fake out of, yeah, hooked up with your dad once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, really weirdly, Camilla Mendez, who plays Tala. Oh, the sister. Yeah. Uh, she plays Veronica in uh, my new favourite film, uh, my new favourite TV show, sorry, Riverdale. Oh. You were obsessed with Riverdale at I'm the not, moment. I'm it not. is. It, it, it's always on the telly. I've watched three episodes of it at one and a half <laughs> speed. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it yeah. just feels like you're mentioning it a lot. Um, it's far better than it has any right to be. But I'm watching it for a reason. But yeah, yeah. What's the reason? I mean, I don't think this is. Look, we'll come back to that at the end of the podcast. Cause I don't okay. think it's relevant to the. the why? Yeah. Why wait till the end? Because it's not relevant to the actual my actual thoughts on. All right. Yeah. Okay, basically, a podcast that I listen to, Bald Move, as a joke, as a just to kind of amuse themselves, created a fake podcast when Riverdale started, uh, whereby they would they watched the first episode and then they carried on the podcast reviewing the episodes, but only watched the preview and previously on for each episode, and then just made up stuff just as just to amuse themselves. So they just make up stuff that happened, like oh yeah, do you see the guy when there's a big like concert thing and like yeah oh yeah the bassist fell off the stage didn't happen just, just put it out there but got loads of really good reviews for on itunes <laughs> because of it <laughs> yeah. and that's why you're watching and it and that's i'm watching it because i yeah just yeah, it was you're that i've person. been putting it off for long enough and then i've watched it but it's actually not bad but i've you know i've got a, i've got a love of high school <laughs> high school dramas so anyway back to jk simmons back to jk simmons <laughs> A small role, but a really integral role, because when he comes out of the of the desert, yes, and shoots Andy Samberg, that yes. is our first indication that something is really, really weird. There were some other things like him dancing around everyone and seeming to know what's going on. Because obviously, that was the first time I thought, "Hang on, I know less about this than I actually mm. thought." Um, and it was because he was all like camoed up as yes. well, and I like, yeah. who who is he? Because you you didn't get to see who he was. I saw you trying to see who it was as well. <laughs> <laughs> Just looking around the telly to see if I could see. Yeah, so such an interesting 
role as well, even though it's a small one, the way that that character actually develops, because that could be very one note. It could be a guy that's trapped in the time loop with him. He's just angry and that's it. Yeah. But he's getting to dress up in all of these different costumes. <laughs> he's getting to, you know, be a policeman at one point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And then that denouement, that, that lovely ending where he's just with him, you know, you get to see who he actually is. It, when he, when Andy Samberg's character goes yeah. to his house and, yeah. And he just see, and he said, you know, I had a lot of time to think, essentially, and I had a lot of anger towards you. Yeah. But now I've sort of come to the acknowledgement that actually felt this is a good day. Yeah. And if I sit here in this day with my family... <laughs> and I, my son watering, watering some poo. Yeah. So, because you can imagine that there is a lot of anger there. Sandberg doesn't have, as far as we're aware, any ties, anything going on. He's Mm. just a free bloke. But here's a man who has children, who has a wife, and is saddened by the idea that he might not get to see his children grow up. Yeah, won't get to walk his daughter Mm. down the aisle. It's, and that was really touching for me. Like it's, it's parts I didn't expect this film to go to. Even knowing it was like a time loop comedy with Andy Samberg, you know, especially because of that, it's mm. it's so well made, and I'm so so glad that you enjoyed it because you never know with you, you can. That's true. Yeah, yeah, and even with Andy Samberg in it, you just you know, I'm just might not have it might not have clicked. The comedy yeah. might not have clicked, but it it was hilarious. Mainly for me because of the darkest of dark humour, which I absolutely adore. Oh, absolutely. You know, really sort of twisted humour, where at some points it's very, very funny, but others actually, they know how to play it. So there is a recurring theme in relation to how do you get out of the time loop? Well, if you take your own life, you might get out of it. Now, at points, that is played absolutely for laughs and we as the audience come along. Mm. But there are other points where it is not appropriate to to laugh, where they're making a point and where it is... It's one of those things where actually that's that's incredibly sad and it plays it right, I think. I think it's not inviting you to laugh at those moments. Absolutely. Later on in the film. Mm. So I thought that was really, really well done around, uh, you know, the, the, the... the the theme of suicide, which obviously is a very difficult one to to look at. Can I say what I think this film is about? Yes. And this may be coloured by our recent experiences, and I'm totally going to put that out there, that I may be bringing a whole load of our life to this film. But as it progressed, as we really got into the nitty-gritty of it, and they started talking about, is this purgatory... Is it, you know, we're we're having to atone for our sins? Is it some sort of karma sort of thing? Mm. Is it just a time loop? Is it science? Are we on another planet? All that sort of stuff. I think this is a film about grief. I think there is an element of that in there. When you see there's two people who have, if you you run it through the way that I did, here are two people who have come to grief, okay? One guy is just... You know, he's trying to block it out. He's drinking. He's just, you know, it's everything's like, it's everything's meaningless. Yeah. Probably a little bit of depression in there, I mm. felt as well. You know, that he was just sort of like, here I go, here's another day. I'm just going to, 
ride through it yeah okay I'll do a few funny bits and pieces but then I'll just wake up again and everything you know he keeps coming back to this everything's meaningless and then there's the other person who's trying to fix things she's coming in and she's like right I need to do something about this I need to find what's going on I'm very angry and then this moment in the middle where they both seem to be in acceptance of of what's happening and they're, they're finding their way through as I would see it, this this grief together mm. and really sort of settling into it. And then, as a lot of couples do do experience, one again sort of wants to find a way out of it and not so much down the path of the other. So when Sandberg's saying, you know, stay with me in this world, in this life, I like it here. And she's going, I can't wake up to this every day. Yes. All I saw in all of those things w- was the experience of grief. And I'm, mm. like I say, massive disclaimer, obviously I see everything through the, through those things mm. at the moment. But I thought it was a, a lovely... Uh, I don't know if metaphor is the right, the right word. It's very late, so that's probably not, not the right thing to say. But it, the, very symbolic yeah, I... of the grief experience. Mm. Going back to the going back to the plot, and I totally agree with you there. I I think that's and I think that's beautifully put. I think the second act twist of her waking up in the bed yeah. next to the husband was yeah. so well done yeah. because Pete Gallagher is his name Pete Gallagher. Yeah, Peter Gallagher, Peter Gallagher, the dad. Yeah, walks up to her earlier and says, oh, I went into your room and you weren't there. Yeah. So, yeah, I went out for a hike. But do you think that's because she hasn't materialised yes. or something like that? But no, it's because she's in the bed of the husband. And and you know something else has gone on previously yeah. because she's had that moment with the sister when they're go- going, when they're in the aisle, when they're yes. having the wedding, where you know she's whispered something devastating in the sister's ear. And I did think... Oh God, she slept with the husband. Mm. I didn't realize it was the night before, before the wedding, yeah. but I knew there was something that was so devastating mm. at that moment, and something that she felt a massive amount of regret. Because when you first meet her in the wedding, she looks so miserable standing there behind him, and that's something not quite right. Mm. And it's obviously played doubly because it's a bit of a cliche the fact that you know the older sister seeing yeah. the younger sister getting married, and yeah. <sighs> I, I want to watch this again right away. It is. It's one of those ones to, to yeah. keep... And not just watch it to catch up with things that we might have missed, but to I really want to bask in that joy of that middle section, yeah. that montage of them having the time of their life. Mm. Th- that, to me, was just so lovely. We, I'm slightly soppy, but today we were in the car... And you made like you made a comment about something. You you referred to something today. I can't even remember what it was, but you it was sort of an an in joke. Yeah. That from many like a pop culture moment from many moons mm. ago, and I gave you a response back, and you like laughed loads and sort of said, you know, this is this is who you you get married to, don't you? Someone who gets your 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 random comments in the middle of. Hey, we're back. <laughs> we didn't know we were going. It's a bit like Groundhog Day. It fits in with the theme of the film in that 
here we are again recording this part of the podcast and yet it's a different day and just like the day repeating ourselves our son wakes up at nine o'clock every night yeah and will not go back to sleep until ungodly knows our <laughs> that's not even a word <laughs> but... that's because we're so tired yes yeah two years sleep regression not fun uh so yeah he uh, he woke up when we were recording last night. So we had to go and see to him. So we've had the night to think about Palm Springs, and we're back to sort of finish off what we were what we were saying. I was being really soppy and saying nice things about you, if you remember that bit. No, but carry on. <laughs> well, I was making the point that the film really made me think about when two people are sort of right for each other and bounce off each other, and they have sort of their pop culture. Things that they talk about that maybe others wouldn't, you know, when we're all... Take an example, it's really, it's awful, isn't it, when you take an example from your own relationship, but take an example of people from X Factor that no one remembers, and you'll mention, like, the first name and I'll say the certain... And it's just really quite... Actually, when you say it out loud, that's quite cringeworthy and awful. But things like that, or songs that no one remembers that we sing and, and that sort of stuff. This is my last chance <laughs> at fame. <laughs> Yeah, like that. Extra points to anyone who understands that reference. Um, So, yeah, I was saying that the film really made me... It was quite an emotional film for me because it made me think really happy thoughts about relationships and our relationship in particular. And just two people just really getting on and just having a whale of a time, like being really good mates. And I know that there are ups and downs in their relationship, but that central point, that that montage bit, which is quite a long montage, but that bit where they're showing you what they're getting up to day after day after day, the intricacies of that, I just loved it. And even the things where they're just sat out seeing dinosaurs, you know, Yes. <laughs> um, that to me is just, just as nice. Just sitting and chilling out on your pizza float or whatever. It doesn't have to be, I'm doing this crazy dance move or anything. They're just two people who are really enjoying each other's company. And then you can see when they start to wake up and they can see on their faces that they're really excited to be awake because they're going to spend a day with the person. I think my favourite moments was when he woke up and Sarah was already in the room mm-hmm. and you had to deal with like the girlfriend getting all angry about it. Yeah. But yeah, the, and she's so excited for the day. And actually the girlfriend, um, it's, her name's Mindy, isn't it? I don't yes. know who the actress is. But she, I think she does a really good job of just being just that little annoying nipping at your feet um, girlfriend who's clearly cheating on him. Ch- Misty, not Mindy. Yes. Um, and yeah, knowing that that relationship has clearly come to an end, but he has to then wake up every day seeing her, you know, putting the, the cream on her leg. Yes. And attempting to do various things around her, but knowing full well, and he says this right at the beginning, which I caught, and I thought, oh, what's going on there? He says that there's not, there's not a world where these two don't end up together when he sees them cheating. Because that's before you see the yes. time loop. I yeah. did wonder if that gave the game away to you. You know what? At one point... God, you're going to love me. I thought he might be like an alien or something. <laughs> I did think, oh, he's like from another planet and he knows 
what happens if he's saying, oh, there isn't a world where, you know, I've seen this all happening before. Because he just seems to be a bit of a fish out of water. Like, he's not wearing typical wedding gear to the wedding. Yes. He's butting in to the wedding speech that no one would do. You know, it's that sort of, oh, what what is he doing? And Because obviously this is before we know anything's going on. But yeah. those, and then that dance, the way he danced around everyone, taking the sip and putting it back <laughs> in their hand. He knows exactly how they're going to dance, you know, giving someone a chair because he knows they're going to need to sit down. That. I just thought, oh, he's he's really alien-like, you know, a bit Mork and Mindy sort of. Because to me, that's not. Because obviously, I knew that you didn't know, and I think it's quite nervous because you spend the first ten minutes of any film where you're in that situation, wondering like, oh, what do what I think of the words out yet? Of the do you understand what's coming? Um, and then that went as soon as the arrow just came out of nowhere, and I and I was like in yeah. the same situation, like, oh, what? Yeah. I, this wasn't what that I expected. Is yeah, it's such a moment, isn't it? But to me, I was like, oh well, it's obvious. Like the, the words, the words that they're using, it ob- yes. obviously means that it's a time loop, yeah. and yeah. So I'm I'm glad that it didn't yeah, quite. Yeah, I really like that. I'm like so ridiculous that I didn't get it, because then when it when it was when it was told to you. It wasn't something where I was thinking, oh, I'm a bit of a clever clogs and I kind of know this is happening already. Mm. I've had like the night to think about this and obviously you you have as well. Is there anything that you thought of that you sort of wish that you'd mentioned on the pod when we were recording yesterday? No, because I I really don't want to overanalyze this mm. too much. I I'm still I'm still on a high and I resist I nearly put it on. I nearly put on like sections and just fast forwarded through it this afternoon. Just because I enjoy spending time with these people and they're annoying, but they're annoying in a way that they make me happy. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Um, my favourite line, which I, came to me after we'd recorded this, is when he's doing his wedding speech and he adds, who don't look like siblings. <laughs> yes! Yeah, because it is something that people do mention don't they we do all the time there's often people on quiz shows yeah that we think are like um brother and sister but yes. no they're married yeah we actually said it about pointless someone on pointless the other night wasn't there where we were like that's an interesting combination because they look so same. they look the same because i actually i ended up then having a conversation with you and looking at you and thinking do you look a bit like me? Like, do we look like each other? Is that like a thing, you know? There's a foot and a half difference between us That's in height. That's, that, that is what yeah. I was thinking, yeah. We don't look alike. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm the same. I was going to go in and like, oh, what would we do on, you know, if we had all that time? I was th- sitting upstairs actually just thinking about that. But it's a bit like winning the lottery, isn't it? You'd think about what would you do if you won the lottery? And a lot of the a lot of the things that came to me when I was thinking what would I do if I had the same day over and over again it's very similar to what they were doing which is just doing the most inappropriate things and seeing what would happen you'd have to see what you could get away with you'd have to see like like see who you could hit on yeah see because you know there are no consequences yeah yeah yeah, you're not going to hurt anyone there's a bit in the film where he says oh he, like, he took a load of drugs and ended up in some Equatorial yeah. Guinea and I was like you know what if you knew that you were just going to start the day again yeah. wouldn't you ju- wouldn't you try all sorts wouldn't yeah. you do whatever you know as long as you it wouldn't impact on you long term yeah you just would wouldn't you absolutely yeah I mean a, a wedding's a fun place to be yeah although you've got a huge different amount of people that you don't know that you can if you're going to get caught in something you might as well get caught in something that's a wedding yeah, you want something where there's lots of people around. Yeah. But you're also able to go places. Like, you don't want to just be stuck 
I'm trying to think of somewhere where you just be in a, in a in a small area. In a small town in Puxatone in <laughs> Pennsylvania, because the roads are snowed in. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, exactly right. They, they were able to drive. They were able to go to like get the internet on a laptop. You know what I mean? Like go to a cafe. They, they went to different places. They didn't yeah. just have to stay in the villa in Palm Springs. Yeah, I mean that, that must be tough. Must be tough setting up oh, a call with of course. a physicist. Yeah, a physicist. Like, just without any reputation and saying, yeah, could I just catch up with you on Skype? If you'd been doing that day after day after day, you would maybe have worked it out. It took you a hundred attempts. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, the other thing that I've sort of come across during the evening was the soundtrack, which I loved when we were watching the film. But then, and obviously with Lonely Island, you know it's going to be brilliant. But yeah, this soundtrack is amazing. It's full of like eighties. I did wonder why you were listening and... to Leonard Cohen yeah. earlier, and <laughs> I've just so it's just sort of. And also, um, the person I call Dennis Roussos, which apparently is Demis Roussos. Demi Roussos. Demi Roussos. Dennis Roussos. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. And Hall and Oates, that song, that Hall and Oates song, is absolutely beautiful and makes so much sense in the course of the film. Uh, but yeah, it's a really eclectic soundtrack, but one that would, you know what, would quite like often be the sort of thing I would just listen to generally, you know, yeah. maybe come up on like a shuffle. So on it's my sort of When thing. the Morning Comes by yeah. The Hollow Notes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I loved all the songs when they were in the film, mm. but I couldn't necessarily, it's actually John Cale you were listening to earlier oh, that it? I saw. I, yeah. I don't know who that is. Yeah, he was he was a founding member of the Velvet Underground. Um, yeah. And oh, then... that's interesting because when you scroll down, Spotify then says like you might like this if you like this, and it's nineteen um, seventies rock. So yeah. That, so that works, doesn't it? And obviously, time after time. Mm. My favorite, my favorite in film musical moment is Kate Bush's Cloud Bursting. Cloud Bursting. Totally with you. Oh, because that's just one one of my favorite songs of all time. It's got a real I think it's one of the most beautiful songs but also the video as well with Donald Sutherland and the sentiment and the lyrics it's just such a be- I mean who who thinks of these you know how does she come up with this stuff um can I make a controversial really... point oh go on I know the something good by the Utah Saints <laughs> that sampled it far better than on a cloud burst yeah, 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 um but yeah, I thought that was a really lovely needle drop. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm, and especially at that that end point where the they're building up, yes. and and of course Kate Bush wailing in the background really builds up to this moment, and you don't know, you know, and also the idea of if you have you seen the cloud busting um, video, yeah, well, it's it's about it's got a scientific theme. It's about someone who's taken away. It's her dad who's taken away because he's doing things with the clouds and. Um, yeah, so you're looking at me because like when I'm you said Donald woman. Sutherland, yeah. I'll be honest with you, what I was imagining, and this is a deep cut, Uh-oh. is the In Demand by Texas video, uh, where it's Alan Rickman and Charlene yeah, yeah. uh, Spiteri, but just with Kate Bush and Donald Sutherland. <laughs> anyway, Child yeah, of the nineties. It was it was a beautiful needle, and sometimes those things can be very clunky, but it, I thought it was a perfect 
perfect song for that. Mm. And there wasn't too many of those things because a lot of the songs I didn't really know. Maybe if you knew them really well, you would sort of hear them. You know, it would take your mind away from the what the film was saying. But because they were just interesting songs in the background and then the Kate Bush, I really, really enjoyed it. So that's going to be played over and over again, I think, in my uh, my ears over the next few weeks. So you need to, we need to talk about Hulu because <laughs> yes, we, we teased yes, this yesterday. I know, yeah. I still don't understand... Hulu. So Hulu is the American version. I think it started out as like a version of the iPlayer and um, ITV Player, and so it, it essentially is an aggregated catch-up service. Oh, is it like BritBox over here? Would that be an equivalent? No, because BritBox is mostly archival content. I think this is more new. Yeah, yeah. So it's a it it's got a lot of things, but then it's also gone into original series. So they did the Handmaid's Tale. Okay, yes. They did. That make that reminds me. Yeah. What was the Stephen King one that? Oh, um, the one where it's like all the characters from all of his books. That yes. one. Yes, Castle oh, Rock. That's it. Yeah. And then they bought the rights to this at Sundance, and it was. The most, I think it was the most anyone's ever paid for a film at Sundance. I would pay a lot for it. I'm already looking up the posters. I'm about to buy some sort of poster for 40 quid because I love it so much. <laughs> Obviously not as much as you would pay in Sundance. Yes. <laughs> my 40 quid wouldn't get me very far. I think it was something like $17 million, 69 cents. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 But yeah, so this was released in America back in July. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And original films like that, don't really have a, a outage here. They do mm, now because mm-hmm. Hulu is owned majority by Disney. Oh, okay. So Disney's a majority shareholder. Yeah. So that's why they've launched Star. Right. Here, in the UK. In the UK mm-hmm. as part of Disney Plus because a lot of the things that are showing on Hulu, mm-hmm. it's kind of an adult version of Disney Plus in America, mm-hmm. but we get it as part, we get Star as part of Disney Plus here so they can. So would they. Put this. Could they put this in Dis- Disney Plus, for example? In the future, they might. But obviously, right. didn't have that. Didn't have that at the time. Yeah. And Amazon bought it before Star Wars okay. launched uh, in the UK. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if I've been searching every month, I've been searching for Amazon at Amazon oh, at Prime Video UK, uh, Palm Springs, and there is one person who has been fighting and fighting <laughs> every month. Whenever Amazon Prime Video released what there was coming to the next month, they were like, where's Palm Springs? Mm. Why, why have you not announced Palm Springs yeah. yet? Announce, hashtag announce Palm Springs. Yeah. And like, literally, <laughs> that, was their, that was their life. And then suddenly, you? yeah, and then they said, oh, it's going to release in the new year. And then they announced, oh yeah, it's going to be middle of April. And it's like, oh, oh it's a new year. You kind of think January, Feb, don't yeah. you? Not now. Yes. But at least it's here. And people seem to really be enjoying it. I, I looked up the hashtag on Twitter. Now that I've seen it, um, I looked it up this morning. And yeah, it's getting rave reviews. And people are quite emotional about it. Yeah, five stars and Empire. Mm. Um, which was why I was trying to keep you away from yeah, the yeah. podcast. You, you wouldn't let me listen to anything. Oh, I wouldn't let you. I said no, no. you'd probably be best. No, it's, you did the right thing. For podcast quality. Yeah. And for your experience as well. And for the well. experience. I think I'd that's have, right. I'd have loved to have not known anything going into this. Well, I was talking to a really good friend of ours this morning and suggesting this as a as a film mm. and saying, like, I'm not going to tell you anything about it because I would want you to have the same experience that I've had. Yeah. Um, but you want you want to rave about it, but also not say anything. Mm. Friend of the show, Neil, uh, is watching it tonight. Oh, is he? 
Yeah. Although he claimed last night when I was saying, because I just texted him six stars. Yeah, yeah, And he replied saying, Andy Samberg. No, Andy Samberg film can be more than three stars. <gasps> Neil! <laughs> how, how very dare you? He only listens to our Line of Duty podcast. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, he's not going to be listening to this. <laughs> yeah. And slander him as much as we want. Right. Let's let's wrap up before the small person starts crying again. Um. Yeah, we need We've some tea. A small window of time to <laughs> yeah. eat and sleep and then get up again. Yeah. But thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks everyone for listening to this. We really hope that you've um, you've gone out and and watched it before listening because I think it's it really it, it's one of those films, isn't it? And I, actually, when I've put the trailer in, because typically on a date night, I put the trailer in between us, sort of our preamble, and then us coming back. Yeah, I've stripped the trailer Good. and stopped it in a very clunky that. way. Actually, where it's just a couple of people talking and you can't really you yeah. don't really get what's going mm. on. It definitely it doesn't include the bit where it says about you know the infinite time loop because <laughs> just gives that trailer totally gives everything away I think but you know well, you watch it you know, like, you know I think when you make that decision films, like Groundhog Day if you didn't know what was going mm-hmm. on like it would be bigger a bigger shock from just till dawn mm-hmm. if you didn't know what <laughs> yeah. was going on like yeah. I, when I first saw that I didn't know what was going on mm-hmm. so that's why I sort of go back to that yeah. I just thought it was a road movie yeah it? yeah and then my mind was blown so yeah um, yeah I'm. I'm, this is such a feel-good film. Mm. I, I'm almost tempted to stick it on in the background. Like, I think tomorrow. it's feel-good, but also incredibly wistful. There's a lot of, you know, the, the themes of regret and grief. And I think there's mental health stuff in there as well that you could really read into it. And no, there was a, a line in it that I remembered sort of through the night about, you know, when you've done something you can't just go back and sort of pretend it hasn't happened. You've got to learn yes. from it and go forward. Mm. So she's saying that, isn't she? You know, I've made all these mistakes in my life, but I'm not just going to erase them or just not think about and them. And one of them, she has to wake up every morning yeah. and see. Yeah, 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 yeah. totally. It, it has that, but equally it has Andy Samberg <laughs> stood, stood in a wheelie bin yeah. uh, being shot, shot by Kate Simmons because she can't be bothered to drive back. <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you again for listening. Now, we've gone on a bit of a rant there before we've finished up. Please, please follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, at The Honeymoon Pod, at Letterboxd, which I keep on... <laughs> which you love to mention. Yeah, I love to mention. And we can take this off like Letterboxd now. I've, so... I've already done that. Oh, have you already yeah, done Of course, course I have. you have. Of course yeah. you have, yeah. And if you'd like to, please leave us a review anywhere where you can leave reviews. I think Apple Podcasts is like the, the main one, isn't it? But I'm sure there are other facilities Yeah, everyone, as every well. other podcast I listen to says it's really important to get other people to listen <laughs> to the show. So yeah, please do that for that reason. Yeah, that would be brilliant. And also it makes us smile. Yes, it does. Mm. And if you're not watching Line of Duty, please, please catch up with all of that and then come and listen to our podcast that we're doing, the Urgent Exit Required podcast. Oh, well done, Mark. <laughs> that I'm was excellently marketed. I'm so professional. <laughs> <I'm> so <good. laughs> Thanks very much, everyone. See you soon. See you later. <laughs>